Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. I'm Jan Michael Vincent. Keep watching Airwolf on USA. Because in January, stuff will be very special. Airwolf, a new chapter begins January 23rd. Hello, furnace room. Sammy speaking. Sammy, this is Chelsea. Hi, baby. You remember the man that you've been watching? The one that you keep insisting is a hot prospect? Yeah. Well, I've got him here on the monitor, and you were right. Really? He's exactly what you've been waiting for. Can you come up right now? Oh, honey, if I come up there now and Lucifer catches me, I'm going to be in all kinds of trouble. Oh, honey, you can't get in more trouble than what you are right now. Come on up, Sammy. You're right. See ya. Web, Heavy Longmire, Gustav Mateblanc. Is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second? This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then, Plato, enlighten me. Leaving that right. in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, a lot of people don't remember that Sammy Davis Jr. dabbled with Satanism there in the 70s. Did he? Yes. That sounds vaguely familiar. So, you can find uh, a fair bit of pictures of Sammy and Anton LaVey, <laughs> founder of the Church of Satan. Is Geraldo with them in any of these pictures? Uh, no, but then later Martin on... Martin Downey Jr., maybe? Oh, the mouth. Later on, Sammy made a TV movie that was kind of a pilot called OU Devil, <laughs> where he plays a ne'er, you know, just a can't-get-things-right demon. Is he wearing shiny patent leather shoes? Uh, he has a very, a very hip red outfit does he call people cat i believe cat is used <laughs> christopher lee is uh that is satan okay wearing a nehru jacket as most do and hell's a happening place yeah good times and it's kind of a reverse it's a wonderful life okay never seen it but really okay no. well that's a fascinating point we'll i mean i've seen bits of it about a thousand times on it's a, it's a little overrated. Is it? Yeah. I mean, there's parts of it that I really enjoy, but overall. But I'm let's sure. get back to Sammy Davis Jr.'s Satanism period. And the whole point of it is that he is trying to, quote unquote, win the soul <laughs> of, a, of a mortal. Okay. To, and sentence him to hell. Theologically, I'm not sure how, you know, solid this is. It may not be doctrinally sound. Doctrinally sound. sound. At least of any of the denominations I'm familiar with. 
And who would be the soul he's working on? Is it a female? No. Oh. It is a pre-Happy Days Tom Bosley. (laughs) Pre-hearing aid commercial Tom Bosley? uh, Pre-drop shipping (laughs) work from home Tom Bosley. And obviously it did not probably go over very well. I don't think America was ready for a Satanist uh, sitcom. (laughs) It's surprising that there wasn't a niche for that. It's it's shocking, but it is still, you can find it on YouTube. I saw it a long time ago on, and it may have been back before Comedy Central was Comedy Central when there were two networks. You had like a a comedy channel, I think it was, and Ha or something like that. There were two different comedy things. One of them showed it. And I was like, holy shit. Was it just a one episode pilot thing? It was like a 90 minute, two hour movie. And it's on YouTube. That's Uh, quite the investment if I want to check that out. Yeah. Is it worth the two hours? It's worth 10 minutes. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I think if you watch the opening part, you, you get the gist. (laughs) It's, it's not a real complicated plot. No, it's, it's kind of maybe a little, you know, Faust, you know, type thing, but. Okay. It's not exact. I mean, maybe it's entirely, I don't know, but it doesn't hold up well. <laughs> um, Satan. I'd have to check it out. Wardrobe. Well, the alone. wardrobe's great. Like they wear these kind of satanic, uh, onesies, medallions. Oh, that if I remember, it's like a kind of a combination of the male and the female symbol, but with horns. Is it bigger or smaller than the Buck Rogers contraption? It is. Uh, it is smaller than, and those, okay, you're, you're, you're bagging on a central point of Buck Rogers technology in the early 80s Gil Gerard classic. And so heavily haired, chest haired. Yeah, he's such a hairy man. He's, he's, I don't know if he's quite as hairy as our freshman English teacher. Whoa. Yeah, that's, that's a level of hair. That's DEFCON one of chest hairiness. I was, that was back hair too. Oh yeah. yeah. Which if you can see back hair when somebody's wearing a dress shirt, that's that's yeah. a strong That's a hairy play. man. But yes, Gil Gerard was hairy. But anyway, on Twiggy. Yeah. Or Twiggy. I think it's Twiggy. It's Twiggy. With the Yeah. He's carrying around one of the brilliant computer minds. Brilliant? Not not Twiggy. Oh, okay. He's dumb. Right. But the doctor, and I can't remember the name, it's like a computer genius that he carries around on him which right. doesn't make sense when you I, as i'm explaining it i'm starting <laughs> to see some problems having a tough time with the hard sell it's i'm not i'm i'm losing ground really fast how they can't make like a mega robot with this genius doctor i, I don't know well i mean they can't even fix a horse's bones am i wrong guys all right this is can you hear me <laughs> The podcast that's three guys talking about stuff, but obviously we're still missing one. I'll be playing the role of heavy today. Is that why you've got the rocking chair here at the uh, web penthouse? I do. I do. I'm rocking gently to and fro. With the microphone gently resting on your goatee. Man, how bad does he want to just pull a Donahue and go amongst the crowd in a live broadcast with that thing? Oh, if we ever did, he would he would stop talking to us. Oh, yeah. He would just be talking to whoever was watching. Well, him. what he would want, instead of going into the crowd, would be to clear out a space 
around his rocking chair and to the crowd where those could just approach him with questions. And well, then he could provide his country witticism answers. Have you watched? So, you know, <clears throat> here, can you hear me? The two of us are very, and I guess we should identify ourselves first. Okay. I'm Gustav Montalban. I'm Ty Webb. And you can always reach out to us on Twitter. I'm at Real Gustav. I'm at Ty Webb 3000. And you can reach out to the long lost Heavy Longmire at Longmire Heavy. I checked. Heavy Longmire is available. See? That, I'm pretty sure. That's classic heavy right there. Anyway, supposedly he may be tracking big cats. Yeah. I saw that story that Tell sent us, yeah. and that clearly looks like his work. But anyway, he's not with us right now. He will be someday, no matter what he says. But right now he's off doing stuff. He's getting that facial reconstruction, <laughs> reconstructive surgery at the moment. He's in his own version of face-off <laughs> with a hobo. He's trying to convince his wife to switch faces with him. <laughs> oh, don't do it. Don't do it, Mrs. Longmire. That, that way he could truly love himself even more. <sighs> I don't know. You can love yourself more than that already. There's a good hypothetical. If you had a face-off situation with your significant other, could you still be romantic with her or him? Okay, I'm an ugly woman, <laughs> all right? Mark? I know this because one year we dressed up as Uma Thurman and Lucy Liu from Kill Bill. I still need photos. And I was obviously uh, Uma Thurman. <laughs> obviously. Obviously. And... I am not an attractive woman, no matter how big I made my breast in the costume. I, I'm, I'm trying to conjure up the vision of the wig right now. You know, maybe I've got, I'm trying to see if I, I don't have the pictures on this. I will send you. Yes. And I will retweet. Yes. Okay. I will hold my phone next time I see you okay. at a okay. distance. Yeah. I can't be having that. Yeah. I'm an ugly I'm not attractive. So you, I mean, you don't, I don't think I'm that attractive a man, but... But would that stop you from engaging? Anywhere in the facial area, at least. Would there be any kissing involved? Wow. I don't know. <laughs> That's a tough one. I'm kind of glad that you didn't just immediately answer. It would be no problem at all. Yeah, I mean, maybe after a week. <laughs> <laughs> like that first night, it's like, nah... Have I ever told you, and I was telling my, I think I was telling my kids this, when I was a young man in the Boy Scouts, we had gone on a backpacking trip up to Colorado, and the place that we were, were going you nude? to, no, the place we were going to had hired college kids to be guides for the trails. Any ladies? Yes. Now and, we're talking. So actually, I took two different trips over about a course of about three years, and each one had a lady as one of the guides. Okay. how? And you're how old? Uh, the first one, I was 16, and the second one, I think I was 20. And the ladies are how old? They're college age. Okay. So okay. 18 now to 21 starting to make somewhere. sense. Okay. The first year, do you remember Ruth Buzzy's character on <laughs> Laugh-In that, would, yeah, hit, that course, would hit the guys? The purse? Yes. Yeah. You would Imagine slap that. Johnson over the head. Exactly. Imagine that with round glasses. Uh, so this is sort of in the Miss Ballbreaker category. Yes. And of hotness, which is a very 
so the first troublesome category. And, and this was only like a three day trip. Okay. Did y'all take the minnow? Yes. Three hour tour. First day, most everybody's like, oh no. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> oh. As time goes by. And she was busty. <laughs> okay. 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 So it's starting to look like any port in a storm. And, you know, backpacks, especially if they have the little chest strap. Yeah. They're pushing yeah. some boobage. You know, it was very obvious. There were some parties that were interested after one day. <laughs> and after three days, most everybody was like, mm, yeah, okay. <laughs> now. Willing participants. That was the first year. What, how was she? Was she flirty? Or? No, not at all. In fact, she's over there reading a James Michener novel. Okay. Like, you know, They're Shogun. Like 900 or, pages. Yeah, or Taipan or something, you know. Yeah. And not engaging in any jovial sense either. I mean, she was very dry. Was she uh, strict? Yes. Isn't Michener the one that wrote that Texas book? Yeah, I think okay. so. He wrote a bunch. Yeah. And All along. I, yes. And I will confess right now, never read one of them. I think I've read some of that Texas book just because it was at my parents. It was at our house growing up. Right. But yeah, not all the way through. I say, you know what? James Clavell, I think is how you say it. He wrote Shogun and Taipan. Okay. Strike that. Strike it. But Michener. Let the yes, record Michener reflect. Wrote, wrote like yeah. all those big ones. Did he write Centennial too? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, fact check us. You historical novel people out there. Calling on you, Brad. We'll touch on Brad <laughs> later in this recording session. So the next trip. Now we're getting to now, it. Now I'm college age. Hey, now. I am an assistant scoutmaster or junior assistant or something like that. Ready out. for action. And one officer went with us. <laughs> oh, my best friend, the officer? No, no, the other oh. one. Oh, oh. Not the lawman, but the officer. The open door policy officer? The open door policy officer. And this time, the gal was much more jovial. And? Looked like John Elway's... (laughs) It's a bad start. A lantern-jawed sister. (laughs) And I don't think we even got on the trail before he was... (laughs) Ready to go? How you doing? Making its move. And, and that let, one. Let me I, tell you, he had some moves. I have a picture of her somewhere. I will find that for you. With him in a headlock? He is He is in the shot. I'm wearing overalls, of course. <laughs> Maybe the same ones you have on now? No, they were, they were the blue and white stripe. Oh, of course. Full uniform. Um, but <laughs> with a scout shirt, yeah. <laughs> Did you have your your arm stripes on or whatever? No. <laughs> I did not have a merit badge sash on. Were you wearing your kerchief? <laughs> your uh, your weeblo bolo. Right. <laughs> had my had my my wolf badge on. <laughs> oh man, we could make this so much better. We could go back and reenact it. Yeah. So my point talking to my kids were proximity and scarcity changes your outlook on people. Yeah, I mean, one of the biggest predictors of partners is proximity. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, my both sets of my grandparents grew up relatively close to one another. Uh, One a few miles, and the other one like a half a mile. Oh, Oh, no, wait. Not even a half a mile. More like a thousand feet. Ooh, like almost same property. Almost. Literally, if my, if 
my grandparents my my grandfather's parents' place is right here on this corner of the uh the monitor. Gotcha. My grandmother's parents' place was just down the road, like line of sight. So on like, the opposite side. Like most relationships in our hometown, it was borderline incestuous. I wouldn't go that far. Thank you, sir. <laughs> of course, that opens up a whole nother uh discussion about that one family where you can look at Man. our parents' generation. Their generation is in the yearbook. Yeah. And then you look at our generation twenty years later. They look like twins. Exactly the same. And then I've found pictures as I went down a rabbit hole of Facebook looking at that family. <laughs> older generation looked the same way. That genetic strain is strong. Man, you talk about incredibly strong genes. Yeah. I mean, and that will happen yeah, with incest. Yeah. Well, I, I don't. We always joked we're, about that, right? It, we're I, just we're just joshing around here, know, folks. This is just for entertainment purposes. Yeah, this is not designed to be informative. Luckily, the hundred people that do listen to us, I don't think they're part of that group. No, but that would be amazing if we got an email from one of them one day. <laughs> yeah, that would be scary. Is what that <laughs> it would might be. be the end of the show. We're shutting it down. Um, now, I did notice when I went down that Facebook rabbit hole, the current generation, there's a couple that still have the look. Yeah. But overall, there's they've Just gotten... Started to branch out? they got new blood. So and, to speak. Yeah, so to speak. And there are... Any lookers? Yeah. Really? Yes. I mean, better than the scout trip lookers. Yeah. I mean, like, legitimately like... Legitimate oh. lookers. Yeah, like, oh. I mean, there's, there's still caveats to it you know i mean this is still the 903 right so i mean they're not attractive they're not they're not <laughs> winning you know miss america <laughs> we need a miss 903 although i feel like lucy would win every year <laughs> now, can't you just see her shaming the hell out of second place every She's year already got a damn crown i'm pretty sure maybe that's where she got it Maybe, maybe, maybe we've been missing out. Why aren't you, why aren't you the Burt Parks of the Miss 903 pageant? <laughs> I need that, uh, I need that long Price is Right microphone. That pencil, yeah. Uh, God, that was my favorite microphone growing up. the best. Up. I mean, it's just. And did Richard Dawson have one of those on early Family Feud too? Something makes me think he had a, like a handheld long mic. I Maybe not exactly the Bob Barker, but something similar. I don't think he did. Now, was it always I, lapel? I thought it was always lapel for yeah, him. Where that rose on his yes. lapel? Now, on the at the podium where they come to meet. Yeah, I think you have two long mics that curve up. Yeah, to the opposing side. He didn't ever carry one. I don't remember one. And I, I don't. I heard someone talking about this the other day. It may have been on the ticket, or it may have been somewhere else. That they are just espousing how Steve Harvey is the best Price is Right host ever. And I just say to those people, you obviously haven't watched Richard Dawson. Oh, Family Feud. I mean, yeah, yeah. Family Feud. You yeah. obviously haven't watched Richard Dawson. I don't think they have. Cause I mean, I mean, you're not going to beat that. I mean, Steve Harvey's funny. He's funny, but he's not Richard Dawson, but he's doing a bit. Yeah. You know, it's, it's Richard Dawson is just Richard Dawson. And he's just, yeah, exactly. And he's making everybody comfortable. Like, He's tongue fucking your wife. Oh, 
And the guy's clapping and you know, just, you know, having the best time of his life. This was definitely pre Me Too era. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and he, the women were crazy for oh, it. Oh, they loved it. And the, their husbands were just cracking yeah. up as he's leaning over, taking an elongated kiss. And, you know, you got, you'll have a whole family. You'll have granny and mom and three daughters. Oh, all. He just, didn't discriminate by age or anything. He, he would have. Played tonsil hockey with all five of them by the end of the show. He was equal opportunity. I'll give him that. Now, I always wondered about, you know, every once in a while there'd be a blowout where he wouldn't get to make the second round. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because that's, that's where he's making his hay. You know, they, he always does the introduction. And he's grooming a little in that first but round. Unless he gets all the way around for everybody, I always felt like, is that fifth one or that fourth one? Are they getting a second shot off camera? Right. You know? Because he was committed. Man. Now, and then, of course, his work on Match Game. Oh. He made, I mean. One of the best shows of all he time. He made Match Game. And that's why everybody always picked him as the the match at the end. Yeah. I mean, it was like, if he wasn't there, then they're like, who the hell am I supposed to pick? No, What's he going was, on here? He was greatness. And He's then, not still with us, is he? No, he finally passed away, I think, about three years ago. He was probably hitting on some hot nurse in the nursing home. Uh, You know, I think he was always married, I think. Throughout, maybe he's to like the same lady. That doesn't mean, you know, he wasn't me too and everybody. Yeah. But then again, I'm not sure. The son of a bitch had charm. He had charm. And all of those women, at least that I've ever, even on rewatching, they are 110% into it. Oh. They are there to get their piece of Richard. Yeah. They knew, they bought their ticket and they were ready for a ride. Right. And that was what? 70s into the early 80s? Yeah, I think it's he spun because like, he was so popular on Match Game. And then I think in like 77, he got Family Feud because they saw how popular he was. They wanted to give him his own vehicle. And then he carried it into the late 80s. And then you had the guy, Ray Combs, that offed himself. Right. That was, he couldn't handle following. And then you the had legend. Uh, the guy from Jay Peterman from Seinfeld. Had oh it yeah, yeah, in that's the right. Reboot. I forgot about him. And maybe Louis Anderson. Yeah, who he I did cannot it. stand Louis in Anderson any way, shape, or form. Man, I always liked Louis Anderson's stand up. See, I don't. I don't know that I watched him hardly any on Family Feud, but I liked his stand up. I just he's one of those guys. His I voice don't like. is it's, it's wearing. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't like. Yeah, I can't get past his voice, and I just don't think he's funny. I mean, Are you weight shaming him? No. Although I don't think I like a lot of heavy comics. Really? Yeah. What a, now, you love John Candy. Well, he is a, He's not a stand-up. He's not a stand-up. I, I I think that heavy comics and and I would gladly revisit if you've got any that are different, but heavy comics too often rely on the fact that they're heavy. Like that's their entire bit. Right. Now, if you had a if like Jerry Seinfeld was twice the size he is, and he was still Seinfeld, yeah. that would be fine. I'm thinking of like that, what's his name, Ralphie May, that passed away recently, yeah. that younger, heavy comic, yeah. and he was he yeah, was I very heavy-oriented. I didn't care humor. for him. Um, Montemayor. He's got, he's got other bits. <laughs> he's got that whole... Uh, he's I got, be, he's I got the leg cancer, bit. You know, I beat cancer bit. That's, that's true. Um, but yeah, I just don't, I can't think of any heavy comics that right off the bat. Ex- well, okay. How about Roseanne? Roseanne's fine. Although I wasn't big on her stand up. Man, I thought her stand up was great. The guy great. from Kings of Comedy. Cedric, Cedric the Entertainer. Entertainer. Uh, 
Yeah, he's that, borderline heavy. He, he he's borderline. He's he's gone up and down. Yeah. He's hilarious. He's though. hilarious, and he doesn't do nothing but I'm a heavy guy. Right. No, that's not so his shtick. That would be one that I can identify that I don't see it. But uh, and I'm the same with with women comics. Not a know? big fan. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of women comics, especially if they do all women bits. Yeah. You know, like uh, I don't mean to offend you, but I hate Paula Poundstone. <laughs> You're not going to get any blowback from me on that one. Um, That's just because she's bad, not because she's a woman. She's just not a good guy. And whatever happened to her legal problems? You know, she had some oh, abuse yeah. things with yeah. kids, and that just kind of what did happen with that? I don't know. Actually, we need to look need to into get that. somebody on that. If you're listening right now, get on that because she's still on Report NPR back on this Poundstone situation, which is what we like to call it. Yeah, before podcast. So long ago, I listened Decades. to a lot of NPR. Mark, a lot. I kind of go in and out on NPR, and we watched. Uh, watched. We listened a ton. Okay, this is this is the most. I always, is, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this anymore, but I always love Prairie Home Companion. I absolutely still love it. I love. I even love the movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, I love his books. Yes, I love his books. Yeah. I don't know. I, again, and we've talked about this many times before, separating the art from the person that created yeah. it. You know, where's the line? Yeah, I'm. I'm still. I still enjoy Prairie Home Companion. You know, and um, so his abuse claims, which seemed pretty tame in light of some of the other things we've heard over the last right. year or two, I, it hadn't tarnished that to me because I do still love his books and. You know, the news from Lake Wobegon is the best. And there were other parts of the show that I really enjoyed, too. Well, you almost have, a, have to throw a net over that whole... There was so much grab-ass going on in that generation. Yeah. I mean, you'd really... I mean, ev- uh, almost everybody's going to fall under that category. I mean, I'm much more ready to turn my back on Dustin Hoffman's work after that bold clitoris comment supposedly made. Did you hear that? Yeah, that that was That was like, troubling. okay, I can't watch The Graduate anymore. Okay, yeah. I'm done. I mean, he always kind of put off an odd vibe, but yeah. I was a little surprised by that. That one, and that was just such a... How could you do Tootsie after that? Yeah, I bet he was grab-assing during Tootsie. Well, I mean, yeah. look who was around. Oh, Bill Murray. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> um. Anyway, back to the NPR Jessica thing. Jessica Lange looks so Poundstone. good in that movie. Sorry. Yes, she was. As in most movies. Have Postman you... always rings twice. Uh, she. <sighs> how about, uh, well, King Kong? Yes. God, Jessica Lang is just a hot, still getting it done. Still. And what about all that jazz? <laughs> okay. All right. I love all that jazz. <laughs> Why are you doing jazz hands right now? Because it's a great movie. You know, you got Roy Schneider. Roy Schneider's always, he is uh, so underrated. I, oh, did he ever make anything bad? He was even good on Blue Thunder. I, that's exactly what I was thinking. Blue Thunder was so much better than Airwolf. It was total. I mean, even though they were both helicopter things, <laughs> <laughs> even though they were both in the genre of helicopter sitcoms, they're of the two 80s. different things. <laughs> <laughs> Only one had Ernest Borgnine, Academy Award winner Ernest Borgnine, Marty. Marty, that's right. Not a lot of people know that. That was what, like 50, Four, that's 49, I think. It was 40s? I think it was 49. And I was I thinking it was wrong. early 50s. It may be, but I know it's way before Mikhail's Navy. 
yeah. This was before he shipped out. So I went down. We were so over the, all over the map as usual. Now I want to hear more about this about you going down. Well, I went down a, a Jan Michael Vincent <laughs> rabbit hole on YouTube the other day. I just pictured you going down and coming face to face with your own face. <laughs> <laughs> What if you had a face-off, but it was genitals? Then could you engage that would not stop with your me partner? For a second. <laughs> You'd almost prefer it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> after all these years. Oh, boy. Jan I'm Michael, sorry. Anyone listening, I'm sorry. Jan Michael Vincent isn't doing too well. Oh, yeah. he His before and after pictures are So, you quite know, striking. he was quite the golden child of the 70s. Man, and I never watched MacGyver. Everybody talked. That's, that's, that's oh, yeah, Anderson. Yeah, that, yeah. But I, I always, <laughs> first of all, obviously, I, I always get those two guys mixed up. But as a side note, everybody always talked about MacGyver at school, but I, I just never got into it. I watched a few episodes at the start and like, I think he stopped a nuclear meltdown with some chocolate bars, but he also, he held up better than Jan Michael Vincent. Yeah, I don't think he did quite as much cocaine. But Jan Michael Vincent was the one in Airwolf, right? He was the one in Airwolf. Okay. And so in the 70s, he had lots of high-profile parts. They weren't big, but they were in big movies with John Wayne and stuff like that. And then he had a Disney movie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> was he Was he in one of the Love Bug films? No, he wasn't in one of the Love Bug films. He was the world's greatest athlete where he is a white guy from Africa. <laughs> okay, Southern, I'm guessing. Who John Amos. <laughs> I love John Amos. Man, I love him. You remember he was in Beastmaster 2 in a uh, loincloth? <laughs> yes, I think you sent me that picture at one point. <laughs> anyway, he gets brought over to do athletics for some college. And so, you know, wackiness ensues. Right. Um, Short shorts. Disney also made a Satan movie. What? The Devil and Fantasia? Max, the Devil and Max Devlin. Oh, yeah. Elliot Gould and Bill Cosby. Good movie. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Again, can we separate... The art from the artist. Uh, That's a tough one with the I have not. I have not revisited that one. I would like to watch that. I haven't... Uh, yeah, I hadn't been able to square that one in my mind where I could revisit his stuff without it... I did Photoshop and it. mine and fake Bailey J's pictures into a Max Devlin movie poster one time. <laughs> Where is that? <laughs> and I'm the devil, and she's uh, Max Devlin, Elliot Gould. <laughs> anyway, um, Jan Michael Vincent, you know, he gets Airwolf, huge. Oh yeah, like that was a number one show or or high up. That was CBS, right? CBS. CBS. And Blue Thunder was ABC, right? Well, originally Blue Thunder was a movie. Yeah, 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 and then yeah. Then they, they, they made a TV show, but I don't think Roy Schneider was in the TV show. No. I think he was, that was, uh, the fake Roy Schneider, uh. And the guy that they used, the other guy, you know, there was a younger guy and then Roy Schneider character. Uh -huh. The younger guy was not the guy from the movie either. No, no, I, I boy, I can't, I, know, I can see that guy. I can't think of it. But Jan Michael Vincent was really Lou liked Rawls? It wasn't Lou Rawls or John Amos. Jan Michael Vincent liked the cocaine, yeah. Oh, did he ever? He and was a, one of the first movie stars, TV stars or whatever that I was aware of that had a serious cocaine problem. Him and Dan Haggerty, Grizzly Adams. <laughs> right. 
I wasn't aware of Grizzly's problem until after, though, as much. What was it? Uh, Lakota? <laughs> mad Jack was mad on the, uh, on the, on the white girl. Um, so Jan Michael Vincent, once Airwolf crashes and burns, actually, I think he got fired because of the cocaine. Well, and, that's hard to do. And Barry Van Dyke may have taken over his spot. <laughs> I'm really at a loss now. I didn't like I said. I was I was a Blue Thunder P1. I was I did not watch Airwolf. Right. But I, I, think, I felt disloyal. I think Blue Thunder only lasted like a season. And wasn't the wasn't there also? Or am I totally losing it? Was there a movie? Or was the movie called Black Thunder? Or was there a movie called Black Thunder? Where? Why am I getting in my mind there was a Black Thunder and a Blue Thunder? No, I don't remember that. Okay, I'm, maybe it's all Blue. There Thunder. was Black Rain with Michael Douglas well, fighting the Yakuza, and there was Chocolate Rain. I, you know, I only, I don't think I heard that until like I saw that guy already passed his prime on Daniel Tosh. Well, that would have been a short, of. short yeah, stint. You would have had to catch him in. And how about that? You know, all these internet celebrities, not like us. No, no, but. Just it, out there making bank. Making millions of dollars, and then they fuck up, and they lose it all. Yeah, that's... We need a 15 for 15 on that. We, you know, we just need some sponsorship. Speaking of sponsorship, Rearview... We got one? Rearview Industrial Supply in Mount Pleasant. Hey! Thanks, Rearview. If you need industrial fasteners, caulk, or caulk, contact Chris <laughs> at Rearview's Industrial Supply. For all your caulk and caulk needs. Anyway... Um. Yeah, I don't know if I sent it to you. I know I was griping to Megan about it. I saw that doesn't narrow it down. No, it doesn't narrow it down at all. I saw a keep talking while I get a beer Kickstarter or one of those things Patreon Kickstarter something like that for for this podcast of this kid. Okay, interviewing um people and just being I don't know. I never listened to the podcast. But a kid won some award uh, from like the peanut butter cut people, and that wasn't enough for like this ten thousand dollars. And so they went ahead and they're like, "We need to, we need to raise money for next season." And what? these are like ten episode seasons of this kid podcast, and they're wanting funding. They they got like another five grand from who? Well, I'm sure some of it's family, but people paying to be on this damn kid podcast. We need to start charging no like shit. a penny a year. Man, if I see Cranfield next time he wants to come on. That son of a bitch owes us some serious yeah. cash. And Just for personal appearances alone. Yeah. But I, I mean, we've we've talked to him and pretended to like him in public several times. Ginsburg owes me a bunch. Yeah. Because I'm always pretending to like him. Well, he is a very likable fellow. He's a nice guy. I feel like he's got some big secrets. He may be making a Ed Gein uh, <laughs> face mask right now. Man, Ed Gein is on my Mount Rushmore of VHS covers at the local video store <laughs> when we would go as kids. There, that one, um, Sleepaway Camp. Right. And uh, oh, what's the other horror movie that? Friday the 13th was always a big one. Well, there's so many of them. Yeah. The part three was always my favorite. You know, last week's episode, which we recorded a month ago, but the one that came out last week, I titled Sinister Farmers because we had that Twitter question about, would you be more likely to 
wake up, you know, missing a kidney from either Match.com or Farmers Only. Oh, yeah. And we coined the phrase Sinister Farmers somewhere in that. And I got to thinking. Did we, have we trademarked that? Oh, we, we should. We've at least got it in print. Ed Gein was a farmer. Yeah. So that's who I made our album artwork, our, our episode oh, artwork. Oh, really? Yeah, was Ed Gein. That's a bad story. Yeah, maybe someday. I don't know. We're really not, that's not really our bag, but that's a fascinating one. You know what? And this is somewhat on topic, which is pretty good for us. But it's when you mentioned good. the devil and Max Devlin, the name Max reminded me of, I always loved that movie, Max Dugan Returns. I did too. I mean, I watched, of course, that was in the years when I would watch movies 20 times in a row. We all did. Sure. And of course, I love anything with Jason Robards. He is an American classic. He's one of my favorites. Absolutely. And he was so good. Such a great actor, so versatile. I mean, but that, man, I love that movie. And, you know. Because that had him, that had Broderick, that had Marsha, what's her name? Yeah, Cannon? <clears throat> no. She was also in The Goodbye Girl. Right. I'm trying to think. Which of- also, I'm, I mean, I'm not ashamed to say I'm a big Richard Dreyfuss fan, too. Early Richard Dreyfuss, Early especially. Early Richard Dreyfuss, yes. And yeah. Goodbye Girl, I need to do Goodbye Girl with Megan. Good luck with that. If she hasn't seen that, Megan, if you're listening, and I know you're not, we need to do that. She needs to see it. That's a great movie. I mean, it was a great play, but it was a great movie. Neil Simon, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Man, that man wrote some po- uh, some what? plays. Better Neil, Simon or Diamond. More Jewish, Simon or Diamond. I think, well, okay. As far as I know, Neil Simon Never made a remake of the jazz singer starring Sir Lawrence Olivier. That is a pretty big scoreboard moment. So we don't have Neil Simon on film uh, being a, uh, you know, what do you call the uh, minstrel? No, not a minstrel. <laughs> uh, at the at the temple, the a cantor. Oh, yeah. yeah we don't have Neil Simon <laughs> a minstrel. I was saying the jazz singer. Yes. Did I, did I send you the pictures of the Al Jolson album I found (laughs) in Philadelphia, in urban Philadelphia, which I know you didn't find it in the 903. I could not, I didn't have the balls to buy. It takes balls to buy that. The Al Jolson blackface album in Philadelphia. I I couldn't do it because not only would I have, I wonder if Ted Danson owns that. You know, that's a good question. (laughs) I forgot about that. I, I couldn't bear to buy it and then have you to stole get, it? get through security on the airplane oh, ride yeah. home because that'd be a red flag. That would be, yeah, that would be rough. Side note again. Okay. Talking Lots about blackface. Of, let's, let's title this episode side notes. Okay. That could be everyone. You know, the only complaint I think I've ever, we've ever gotten and it was indirectly, it was like somebody griping about us is that, we can't stay on topic for more than two minutes. Well, I mean, that's just what you're going to get. Yeah, I mean, I, I was like, well, hey, if you got two minutes, you're doing well. You need to siphon the resource that is my episode naming abilities more, too. Because I'll see an episode come out and I'll think, man, I had a good name for that that I, I forgot to tell him. Well, I will, I, you know, I've tried my best. If you say this episode is going to be titled that, that that's usually what I make it. All right. I try. That's true. I just don't express myself enough sometimes. And since we got to the point where y'all trust my editing abilities enough to weed out the our lives are in content, your hands, 
you know, you don't have the opportunity to go back and listen and say, oh, we should name this X. Yeah. Right. No, we we trust you. But uh, I do try. If you say it, that's what I go with because right, it takes the burden off of me. We're going with side notes then. Side notes. Write it down. Um, Book it. You know what? I welcome any complaints about us. I welcome anybody saying anything about yeah, us. Yeah, I mean, just talk about us. Yeah, There's no, nothing I mean, bad. We're here for your enjoyment. Or, you know. We're here for our enjoyment. Absolutely. Or throwing, you know, fruit at us or whatever. You know what would really get us? Syphilis. If people would send low denomination coins to us in the mail. Oh, yeah. Because that would be awful if we'd have to take those coins to the bank, roll them up. Yes. That would be horrible. We, we invite you to send a self-addressed stamped envelope with a penny to Gustav Monteblock at 1 Alfalfa Lane, 903 Texas, 55555. When I've I've mailed people shirts, I just mail it with my name and their address as the return address. (laughs) (laughs) You know that it's you're from the country, too, when back in the day you could just put your name and town on a letter. Yeah, yeah, and it would get there. Or how about the old when you see name the old, in town, name in town, the old ads where it would be the phone number and it would be one number and then four digits. There wouldn't even be, you know. Oh yeah, no, because we all had the same prefix right. or whatever. So all you had to do was tell somebody your last four digits. That was it. For some reason, we always said that fifth digit too, even yeah. though everybody's was the same. But that was you saw that. Now before that, you had the they would say the uh, word, you know, so yeah. it would be yeah. you know. You know, uh, Klondike, whatever, or something. Right. Damn, I had, I was going somewhere. Did I ever tell you that back, similar to Jake in this way, back in the day, I used to consume a lot of conservative talk radio and TV. And way back when, and I'm, I'm smiling when I say this, but I'm ashamed when I say this. Back in like the first couple of years of the O'Reilly show, Bill O'Reilly. Right. I watch that show all the time. And he wrote a novel called Those Who Trespass within his first few years or whatever. And I read his book and he had a poetry contest on his show. Sometimes he would have contests, you know, right. and if you win the contest, then he would sign a book and send it to you. I sent in a poem about the show that won the contest. No, you have not told us about this. <laughs> he read it on the air and he sent me his book with a where he uh-huh. he wrote me a little inscription and signed his name to it that book has since been sold to a half price books near you i should have kept it just for yeah, ironic just purposes for the bit. i should have at least taken a picture of it so you guys would believe me but i have others that can attest that we're watching when we watched that broadcast way back in the day that that yeah i, I was Ty Webb was featured on a Bill O'Reilly. That was back when it was called the Billy o- Bill O'Reilly Report. That was like in the first few years. It was right I mean, after, I watched it, right after you got off Current Affair. Yeah. Yeah. Not long after that. Remember? Uh, no, never mind. That's a different show. I don't want to get off on that. But uh, but yeah. So I I was featured on a Bill O'Reilly television program. I can't believe you got rid of that book. I know. That's I such should've... a good bit. I mean, it's even though it's... I need to go through and make sure that I didn't keep it, but I think because I, you know, you know how I am about. I mean, I buy so many books. I know, yeah. You're and then a I volume. Go, I go through, and then after I, I used to just keep them all, but now I've gotten better about if I read it, 
then I'll just sell it back. And I think in my, not in my last, but in my next to last book purge that I think that one got thrown in there, but I'll check just to make sure. Yeah. I, I would be interested to see that. I don't, I've got a autographed Charlton Heston autobiography that I got when he came through the 903. Did you have to pry it from his cold, dead hands? I got my picture made with him. And I remember that. Our representative. And, <laughs> and you, I've seen that picture. Yes, you've seen that picture. And I'm, I'm wearing my, my sleeve stack glasses. <laughs> and I don't know where to put my hand because if I put my hand down, yes. it's like in somebody's crotch. You so got holding awkward my, hands. I'm holding my stomach. <laughs> you look like you're about to belly laugh. <laughs> Oh, good times. Good times. Did you tell him how much he inspired you? And the Omega Man? Yes. yes. I absolutely did. Mr. Heston, your work in your Apocalypse trio of Planet of the Apes, Omega Man, and Soylent Green changed my life. You're going to hate me for this, but I still haven't seen that. That doesn't bother me. I mean, I need to watch it. It's Now, of course, I've seen Planet of the Apes, and I love Soylent Green. Right. But I don't. I just I missed out on a Mega it's, Man. It's it, they used to show it all the time. It was one of my dad's favorite movies, so he got me watching it. But back before reality TV and daytime TV really kicked off, where after the soap operas went off at three, the channels didn't have anything till five o'clock news. Yeah. So Channel Eight would show movies from three to five before Oprah ever came along, and that's where you picked and it. And that's up? where you would watch it, and. It's uh, so many TV movies back in the day. Well, there was just so much opportunity because, you know, Channel 11 was independent. So from like 12 or maybe around like 11 until 3, they would show movies. Yeah. Because they would show cartoons in the morning, reruns like I Dream of Genie and stuff in the early, you know, in the time that game shows would be on. Then you'd have movies. Then they'd show cartoons after school got out. And then at nighttime, you didn't have infomercials, so people showed old movies. And you'd have Friday night movies. Yeah. yeah. And, and the the actual networks made a big deal because there was no HBO or anything. So, And at the time, there was no VHS, at least in widespread use. It so, hadn't made its way to the 903. Right. It, the video rentals hadn't happened. So you had, that was your only chance to see like, James Bond, you know, that was a big deal. ABC had the franchise to all the James Bond movies, and they would show those on Sunday nights. Yep. And, man, I watched those over and over. That's why, for me, Roger Moore will always be James Bond. Yeah, I think for our generation, that's pretty much the standard. I, also great in The Saint. Yes. Yeah. And um, one of my favorite non-Saint, non-James Bond, Roger Moore movies. Cannonball Run. He's great in that, and that's a movie that the three of us, you and I, should do with Megan. Oh, please, please. Or we should also do Smoking the Bandit with her. Well, that I've suggested that multiple times. She doesn't listen to us. Actually, she hates me right now. She loves me, but I think it's you that's holding us down. It probably is. I'm holding everything down. Um, no, uh, The Wild Geese. You ever seen that? Mm-mm. It's got Richard Harris. That sounds made up. I love Richard Harris. He's in my Richard, favorite movie. Richard Burton. Love Richard Burton. Virginia Woolf. Very much so. Boy, how drunk hot was oh, she in God. that? Oh. Yeah, that that God. That movie. That's got me tingling. That yes. Oh, yes. She's so <laughs> she damn. is right in the 
fucking wheelhouse in that. Yes. No, that. Edit all this. Edit it all. No, we're leaving it in. All right. But they're mercenaries in Africa in the 70s on this suicide mission type thing to rescue this diplomat. Oh, I need to see that. It's what really is it? good. I got to write that the down. The Wild Geese. The Wild Geese. I watched, I've seen The Wild Bunch. One of my favorite westerns and one of my favorite Peckinpah movies. Love westerns and love Peckinpah. And probably my favorite William Holden movie, although... <sighs> Network? Ne- okay, you got Network. I, re- I recommended that we do Network with her. I have also. It was on my list that I gave her that she promptly threw in the trash because she thought you were associated with it. Right. Uh, Sunset Boulevard's good. Haven't seen that. That's really good. William Holden's in that? Yeah, he's the good, well, he's the dude. I got to watch it. And uh, Stalag 17, which I think he won an Oscar for. I think you're right. And he's got plenty of others, but yeah, man, he's just so damn good in all of them. But in Wild Bunch, just worn out, just tired. The great Ben Johnson. Both of those were so suited for a Peck and Paul movie. And Academy Award winner, Ernest Borgnine. Look out. Robert Taylor. Yeah, that Warren Oates. It's been it's probably been a decade since I've seen that. I need to go revisit because it's it's so good. It, it's, I used to have that DVD. I've still got it. If you want to borrow it, it's so good. And Ben Johnson, as we talked about the other day when we were hanging out, one of the most iconic movie scenes of all time is the tank scene. Yep, Sam the line. Last picture show. I'm going to put it in this in the outro again. I don't care how many times I've put it in there. An incredible movie that I guarantee you Megan has not seen. No, I know she had. Although we piqued her interest with it, and I sent her like How do you some spell peaked? P-I-Q-U-E-D. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. Um, we have a pet peeve where it pisses us off when people misspell words like that. And you know, and I've gotten so that it drives me nuts that I will double check myself. Before I tweet or post something. Oh, me too. I'm terrible about it. I'm, I get so OCD about it. I'm like, is that an E or an A that's supposed to be there in that final uh syllable? I mean, I know that I'm obnoxiously using commas and periods. I just can't help it. Yeah, no, I do. Now, I will not correct somebody. No, I'm, I haven't got to I that I will level. judge you. Oh, I will silently judge you. If you've spelled peaked, P-E-A-K-E-D. I will silently judge the hell out of you. put you into a... Uh, you know, a mongoloid. Yeah, that that's category. an automatic mute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, let us know what drives you mad. Are we done? We're done. Damn, that was fast. Well, you need a cigarette. That's true. And uh, email us at canyouhearmepod at gmail.com and tell us what you think. Tell us your complaints about us. And if somebody can arrange a 903 pageant, I will damn sure host that thing. I'll do a song. I might do some soft shoe. I'll show up in a light blue tux. Ruffles? Very ruffled. I will wear patent leather shoes. I will feather my hair. I mean, I'll go full on. Well, I, I think I think that's probably going to get some uh, some definite. I'm waiting on bites. you, ladies. Think, waiting on I, you. You know, Lucy. <laughs> Had to edit that. I'll, I'll fix that. Lucy will definitely uh, break her crown out and. A bitch Maybe we it. can just make her an, uh, one of the judges so she can't compete. Right. Because otherwise, it's, I mean. It's, there's no competition. Yeah, nobody else is going to show up. Well, I guess we'll uh, talk to you later. Adios. Bye. Stavrula. No, no. Stavrula. Come here.
You know, can you understand why they have wars in Greece? I can't understand. Is that? Thank you, Doc. I love you. We must get on with the game. Oh, I tell you honestly, we've been on the air, I think, a year and a half. That's right. the first time on those introductions I've ever gotten aroused. <laughs> now, we, uh, no, I'm leveling with you. That's the most passionate kissing. We, I usually kiss for luck, but oh, I got involved a couple of times there. <laughs> uh... I thought you boys wanted to fish. Come on, keep an eye on them corks, Billy. I don't think there's anything in this tank except turtles. That's what I like about it, to tell you the truth. <laughs> Want to try one? Sure. I never like to clean fish or eat them either. Spend half your time picking out bones. <laughs> yeah, just come out here to get a little scenery. Too pretty a day to spend in town. You wouldn't believe how this country's changed. First time I seen it, there wasn't a mesquite tree on it. Or a prickly pear neither. I used to own this land, you know. First time I watered a horse at this tank was more than 40 years ago. I reckon the reason why I always drag you out here is probably I'm just as sentimental as the next fella when it comes to old times. Old times. I brought a young lady swimming out here once. More than 20 years ago. It was after my wife had lost her mind that my boys was dead. Me and this young lady was pretty wild, I guess. And pretty deep. We used to come out here horseback and go swimming without no bathing suits. <laughs> One day she wanted to swim the horses across this tank. Kind of a crazy thing to do, but we'd done it anyway. She bet me a silver dollar she could beat me across. She did. This old horse I was riding didn't want to take the water. But she was always looking for something to do like that. Something wild. I bet she still got that silver dollar. Whatever happened to her? Oh, she growed up. She was just a girl then, really. Here, let me help you then. Why didn't you ever marry her after your wife died? She was already married. Her and her husband was young and miserable with one another, like so many young married folks are. I thought they'd change with some age, but it didn't turn out that way. Being married always so miserable? No, not really. About 80% of the time, I guess. We ought to go to a real fishing tank next year. I don't need to think about things like that too much. 
she was here, I'd probably be just as crazy now as I was then in about five minutes. Isn't that ridiculous? No, it ain't really. Because being crazy about a woman like her is always the right thing to do. <laughs> being a decrepit old bag of bones, that's what's ridiculous. Getting old. And world-class championship wrestling. I'm Bill Mercer with Jay Salley. Good night from Dallas, Texas. <laughs>